Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Relentless Goal Achievers Podcast. Wow, that was weird to say because we're just transitioning from Lead, Sell, Grow, the human experience to Relentless Goal Achievers Podcast. Um, and look, sometimes you're going to go down the road and we got to pivot, right? To grow, we got to pivot. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're not there yet, go to Relentless Goal Achievers Tribe or community on Facebook, join us. Um, and get a pen and a paper ready because today is going to be full of like golden nuggets. I'm so excited, super excited about my good friend, Martha Krejci, who's joining me today from Central Florida. Martha is a rock star. She's a founder of Home-Based Revolution and her passion is to help, well, it was women, but I'm going to say people because I think what you offer is not just for women anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so valuable to one, create multiple streams of income, but to do it from their home, from the comfort of their home. She's an expert. She wrote the book, Home-Based Revolution, mm -hmm. pick this bad boy up. And before I get Martha to say anything, I just want to read like in the, in the beginning of the book, what it says, all right? Martha serves as your trusted guide and leads you step-by-step up the path to home business success. She helps you avoid wrong turns and keeps you on track because she has been there before, not only in her own journey to home-based business success, but she has successfully guided thousands up the path as well. Martha, welcome. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is going to be fun. The first one, right? You the, are the first. first. You're the it's first exciting. guest. I haven't even recorded my like, you know, official, Hey, this is now relentless goal achievers podcast. So that will be the first, but then you're the very first guest of relentless goal achievers podcast. So and cool. by the way, um, you guys don't know this, but I'm, I was very sneaky. I reached out to a few people, Martha and I met a year and a half ago at the great American summit by our good friends, Barbara and Dave, Barb Allen and, uh, Dave Brown. They put on this event. Martha was a speaker. I was a speaker. And then I started following Martha and I realized that she is just so amazing. And the content she provides is incredible. I'm not just saying that because she's here. I would say that if she wasn't, but um, where was I going with this? Anyway, so I don't know. you said you were being sneaky. I was so. being sneaky. Yeah, yeah. So, so a year later, I got this idea for group coaching and I'm like, well, who knows how to build communities? <laughs> and the best person I know is Martha. Well, I reached out to like six people, Martha being one of them. And I said, Hey, I'd like to start a mastermind group where we meet once a month. And um, just so we can learn how to, you know, what's going on out there, build each, you know, help each other build communities. And Martha said, yes. And I've learned so much as I've been growing relentless goal achievers, elite, the, the uh, group coaching tribe that I started a few months back. Um, I just said, you know, we got to get this this woman's knowledge out there because you're just incredible. She's not only, wow. I mean, you, you got statistics. When I was thinking of a price point, she said, well, you know, data shows that if you go at this price point, um, people are less likely to not, you know, are, are more likely to commit. than if you go up like by $10 more, it was insane. The stats. Yeah. So Martha, you, yeah. you were today, your life is home-based you're growing, you know, you're, you're a mother, you're a wife, yeah. you run a super successful business. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it hasn't always been like that. You came, you came up in the corporate world. Yeah. Tell yeah. Us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, actually I came up in hospitality first, right? So I, I am one of those people that when I graduated high school, I didn't really know what was going on. <clears throat> I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Right. So I went to college, um, for one semester and that's how I knew I didn't want to go to college. And then I, I was, I, you know, throughout high school, I was working in restaurants and such as, um, I was serving at that point. And then uh, I went back to restaurants and I served and bartended and managed for like 14 years. And then I know, and then I went out and got what I call, or what I called at that point in time, my big girl job. And it was an entry level position at GoDaddy. Uh, GoDaddy opened a, um, a center in the city that I lived in, in Iowa at that point. And uh, I was like, well, I think I could do this, you know? And so I, uh, I applied there, started at the very bottom, um, started at the bottom. Now we're here, right? Isn't that how right. it goes? But um, started at the very bottom. And then uh, I started working my way up. And then I, I, I worked my way into leadership. And I was, I was there for about five years. And then one day, uh, I got a video of I, it was, I, I have to kind of set the stage a little bit because it was crazy. Um, first of all, my life at that point in time was I had, I was making really good money at GoDaddy. I was like, I'm going to work here forever. This is my calling. This is where I did, you know, I, I get to educate, I get to work with people, I get to work with business and I get to kind of like make, uh, make complicated things make sense. You know, like that's, it was my whole, it was my, it was my, my jam. And, uh, and I had brought my husband home from work because I was making so much money and he, you know, hated his job. And so he was home and he had started a dog walking company, which is so funny. It still exists today because the customers won't let us like put it out of business. His mom runs <laughs> it now, but, um, <laughs> it was really funny, but, uh, but so I brought him home from work, my in-laws, uh, we're living with us. Uh, my father-in-law had just lost his job and in your seventies, you don't go get another job. And so we were like, okay, well, we need to accommodate something here. So we bought a really expensive house that had like two kitchens, you know, and, and could accommodate essentially two families inside of this home. And, uh, and, and then we had a baby, you know, we, we had, we had had a baby tried for a long time and finally were able to have her God bless. And, um, and so that's, that's laying the groundwork for what happened. And I'm happy in my job. I love my job. You know, I, I, it wasn't, I wasn't the type of person that pulled up in the parking lot and was like, you know, I'm <laughs> gonna go do this again. It was like, I went in happy, ready to go. And, um, and then there was this day where it was around, uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. I was sitting in my carpeted cubicle. It smelled like the sixties. I think we all know. <laughs> I'm picturing shag carpet. <laughs> it was bad, man. It was bad. Um, and <laughs> I had all of my little quotes pinned up to the carpet. You know, it got me through the day. I had my picture of my family and my computer and my phone and all my little things. Right. And, uh, and at that moment, something came through on my phone and it was a video from my husband and my, it, it, he doesn't send me videos anyway. And, um, definitely not at two in the afternoon when I'm supposed to be at work. I'm like, what on earth? Uh, but I knew I had to look at it because like, well, this is unusual and I feel like I need to see it. 
and uh, you can't take your your uh, phone out on the calling floor. And so I had to go to the bathroom to watch this video, which is so glamorous. But I took my little phone to the bathroom, uh, went to go push play on it. You know how you see a little thumbnail of what the subject is kind of, you know, still frame thumbnail of, of what the video is. Yeah. And it was my daughter on her feet. And I was like, oh, no, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to like, it's a good thing I was in the bathroom, pretty sure I'm going to throw up. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to like lose. I don't know what's going to happen right now. Anyway, I, I push play on the video and it is uh, Nora on her feet, taking her first steps, her first, they were like pigeon toed <laughs> and kind of clumpy. Right. And then she went and did one of these things that was very like Disney princess. And I don't know why she didn't, I feel like it was just to get me, you know, but um, she did this thing where like she took a step, put her weight on that front foot and then just kind of went. <sighs> and I'm like, what is happening right now? And um, and then she did, you know, she kept taking these steps and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I hear Mike behind the phone, you know, saying, come on, baby. And she's like walking to him. And um, in that moment, I was so excited for her, but also it was my future. I saw my future in that moment and my future and her future and my future was watching her do things and her future was me not being there. Mm. Does that make sense? That's what it felt like. I was like, am I going to view you as though I'm your audience or are we going to have a family? And that's that, that, in that moment right there, I not only I like I had a panic attack, I had all sorts of weird stuff, you know, my left arm went numb. I'm like, am I gonna have a stroke right now? It's not a good time. And so as I saw that video, I was like, I have to figure something out. And then when I went and sat back down at my desk, now mind you, before I was completely happy in my job. I went and sat back down at my desk and I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't even go home because I didn't have any sick time because when you're a mom, you don't have sick time because every time sick time gets dropped, you use it. <laughs> Even if it's a couple hours, you're like, well, leaving at three today. But I went and I sat down at my desk. I couldn't go anywhere. And I felt I've never in my life felt the same sensation. Hope to never again. Um, I felt like a caged animal. Mm. I felt like I was being held against my will. I felt like I was supposed to be doing something that I that I just wasn't for whatever reason being allowed to do. And in that moment, that's where I decided, well, I'm taking the reins. I'm going to do this thing. I have to figure something out. Nobody's going to figure it out for me. Um, I need to find a way to be able to make money from home because I am not going to miss these things anymore. And now when you look at this computer back here, that is where Nora does her homeschooling because she also doesn't go to school. So like that's we are doing like this family unit thing now that has been just like a dream of mine forever and ever. Amen. But we just started the homeschooling this year. So I feel like it's all come full circle. <laughs> at this point but that's my that's my corporate background how did you grow up how yeah like um family like what was my experience yeah like was your mom and dad there were you homeschooled no i guess not because you left high school not knowing what to do but what was right. the family unit like 
Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I feel like I had a pretty charmed life. We grew up or I grew up on a farm, um, in central Illinois outside Springfield. So not Chicago, there's more than Chicago and Illinois, but, um, <laughs> everybody's like, Oh, you're from there Chicago. Is? No, not at all. <laughs> I am from a farm. Um, but I, yeah, that's, you know, we had chickens, all that sort of thing, but my parents both worked and, uh, they're, they worked a lot. They worked for the state of Illinois. My mom at one point had two or three different jobs uh, to be able to sustain me, I guess. And uh, I remember one time, um, I remember because I didn't, I also didn't live near friends or anything. And when you live out in the country, you're away from people and you can't just like go as a kid, you can't just like go anywhere. You're just going to stay at home. And uh I remember one time my mom told me to, uh, she was trying to help me be more creative, I think. And uh, she told me I should make a board game. And I was like, okay, cool. And uh, we went and got, you know, the things to crafty things to make a board game. And uh, she said, but here's the trick. You have to be able to play the game by yourself. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my goodness. As I look back on that now, I'm like, A, brilliant, but B, kind of real sad, right? Like, um, because she, I was alone all the time. Like I was always, always alone. Um, even whenever mom and dad were home, it was like, it, they were, you know, they were tired. They worked a lot. And so they were tired and they were watching TV and they were kind of just, you know, vegging out on the couch or whatever. Um, and so I didn't really have a whole lot. It was kind of just, Make things up as you go, which is... Yeah, play this board game by yourself. <laughs> no wonder it's called board game. When you're bored, you play that game. <laughs> Wait, so why didn't you just accept it? Like, I mean, how many moms in the U.S. do you think are getting that same, you know, first steps either from their daycare or from their in-laws or from their husband who's staying at home and just yeah. accept that for, yeah, that's just what life is supposed to be. Why, why didn't you accept that? Yeah, I, that's a really good question. I think that there are, I think there are different types of people. I know that there are different types of people in the world. And <clears throat> uh, there was a book that I was reading recently that describes the different types of people as either farmers or hunter gatherers. And uh, there are a lot of people that are considered farmers that are okay with, you know, the status quo and i'm not talking i'm not talking down i'm not talking smack we're different and we're all required right oh, yeah. um but there's there are those people that are okay with it and they're the people that find safety and security in the 40 hour a week job however for me and 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 i believe you and and who we are we see that safety and security is actually not that secure right like you 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 don't really you don't know that you're gonna have that job the next week i mean a year ago we saw that right like there or two years ago we saw that um just huge layoffs left and right and it was typically the people making more money that were getting laid off so probably the people that felt more secure that were actually getting laid off and so there there are people and and there's i think ayn rand is the one that said people believe things for two different reasons they'll believe something because they need for it to be true or they'll believe something because they're scared that it's true mm. and so i think that those people they need for that to be true they need for their 40 hour a week job to be um safe 
and secure. And then whenever they find out that it isn't, it's kind of like, well, now we have to scramble and figure something out. But then there's us, there's those of us that are the hunter gatherer types where we are driven. We're driven for something more. We're driven, like that can never be enough. And I do remember, even though my paychecks were real good, I do remember looking at my paychecks and thinking, I want more than this. Like I, I can make more than this, you know? Like there's, there, I, why is it just this? And, um, and so there are those of us that think that way. And those of us that think that way should not stay in this space anymore. We need to be able to break out because that driven part of us is exactly, we were injected with that coming into the world so we would create change. And if we sit in this place, we're not creating change. But whenever we go out and we're like, okay, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do that's going to shake things up, right? Then you start looking at the hunter-gatherer driven person. So some people are just okay with it. And then there's those of us that are not... <laughs> okay with it. I love that. And I know about your faith too. I mean, you're so strong in your faith. Um, my belief personally is that, you know, whatever your purpose is, is to the way we're created by a creator is to grow to our full potential. Mm -hmm. And so everything, everything in this universe grows until mm -hmm. it can't grow anymore, except for people really, you know? Yeah. And so it's so true what you said. The other thing super funny, I had a buddy of mine and, and he's listening. Uh, my buddy, David, uh, F3 Bing, I know he's listening because he listens to every show. He sends me like hey, a David. job posting <laughs> at IMG here. IMG is like the, you know, global university for sports and everything. They're looking for like a leadership trainer to come on board and blah, blah, blah. And so he, he says this to me, he's like, you would be perfect for this job. And I responded with, oh, my God, I am so scared of a full-time job. <laughs> there is no <laughs> That is my biggest fear. I am unemployable, unhireable. Do not that part. that stuff. <laughs> unemployable at this point. Unemployable. Yeah, yeah, no, I couldn't do it because I got, I got different ideas, you know, yeah. and I'll respect your business ideas. Um, all right, Martha. So we got folks here who, you know, they have these grand ideas. I, I want to start a side hustle. I want to be able to every, I mean, if you ask, you know, 10 people, probably nine out of 10 will honestly tell you, yeah, I'd love to start something where I'm working from home and it's just giving me money. What do you suggest? I mean, as an expert, and by the way, let me just back up really quick. Let me give you, let me, let me just credential Martha a little bit. <laughs> There's a global coach. Now I've been, I've known Martha now for, over a year and a half, we've connected in Texas. We've been in this mastermind group for last like five months. And I had no idea about this part that I'm going to share with you guys right now. So there's this global coach, Taki Moore, out of Australia. Mm, and Taki yeah. is incredible. I mean, his whole thing is he coaches coaches on how to run a successful coaching practice. And he's really good at what he does. So he was having a webinar. And in this webinar, he's talking about some of his clients. And I'm sitting there watching and sure enough, he's like, Martha Kretschy, when we started working together, she was doing X amount per month. Now she's pulling in, he said, a million dollars a month in revenue. Yeah. So you confirm that that number is probably yeah. more now than it was, but that's, yeah. that's the number you hit. Okay. 
So who I have in front of you guys right now is someone who went from a nice six-figure cushy career job to making over a million dollars per month from home while being able to take her daughter out of school and husband out of work. So I would really, really listen to this advice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Martha, what are some of the ways that people don't think about, but can um, start a home-based business? Yeah. Uh, Well, I think that the very first thing that people don't think about, it's hard to reverse engineer this because there's so many different types of people. But from what I see out there, what people typically think about first is they're like, what am I going to sell? Right. And that makes sense because you're like, okay, well, I need to make money somehow. I need to sell something. Right. And so what am I going to sell? Well, I would love for them to back up just a little bit and determine who their people are. Who are the people that you're going to be able to help? Who are you an expert to? And this is there's a there's a whole mindset weirdness thing inside of saying that you're an expert at something or that you have expertise, especially when you're coming out of like the, you know, the the sort of corporate life. Uh, if you're if you're gonna say that you're an expert in something, you you feel like you're gonna have so many people saying, no, you're not. But here's the deal. Whenever you as you've gone through your life, there have been different things that you have had to figure out. And we don't give ourselves enough credit for figuring that stuff out. And what we don't realize or what we don't think about or what folks don't think about is that whenever you were you know, up until 2 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever, in the morning, trying to figure out like, okay, what's the answer to this thing? Because it's the things that I'm talking about that, you be, that you're an expert in, typically they have taken you over or consumed you at some point, right? And sometimes it's just your kid has a gluten allergy and so you have to figure out how you gotta have, how the whole house is gonna be gluten-free and how you're gonna make food that your kid's gonna eat because it can't eat normal food and blah, 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 right? And so it can be even something like that. It doesn't have to be a big grandiose. You don't have to become Elon Musk. Stop so- it, stop it, stop it. That's just, that, hold on. Are okay. You, is this downloading for you or did you like script this out with the gluten allergy? No, I'm just saying. This is just, well, out of it's the, just a truth. Out of the 10,000 things you could have picked, you pick kid has a gluten allergy. I have a kid who has celiac. <laughs> no joke. No joke. <sighs> and Julia, I mean, she's just done such amazing work with like recipes and, and restaurants and cross contamination and how to, we got two toasters in the house. You know what I mean? Like, right. The fact that you said that, I'm like, okay, Jules, we're about to make an ebook. <laughs> That's what I'm, I mean, for real. <laughs> That's. That's what I'm talking about. So who I focus on helping is families. And that's why is because like, we could all be making bank if we just own the fact that we know some stuff, right? And so, so like, so say that. So say, you know, the different research that Julia had to do in order to figure out all of this gluten stuff. Um, so now that becomes the way in which she serves and the thing that she is an expert in. Now, here's where I also work with a lot of people that are multi-passionate. 
Because when we're driven, we can't help what drives us. <laughs> and sometimes it's many different things. And that is a big reason why those of us that are driven crash and burn. Because we're like, but I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. And you follow it all the way through potential. You're like, oh, the potential is there. This would be so awesome. Kind of like what we were just talking about with Julia, right? Okay, this could happen and this could happen. Except some driven people, we're like, okay, all those things could happen. And then what we do instead is we sit and we just think. We think. We sit and we think about all of the things that could happen. And we do nothing. Mm -hmm. And so my challenge to people, even that are multi-passionate, is to find at least one thing first, and then you can add on to it. Feel free to add on to it. Listen, I do a lot. I do a lot. So much so that my, my family has no idea what I do. Like they, and they joke about it. They're like, what do you do even? And I'm like, let's not even have this conversation. Can we not even just Google me? I don't know. There's like a lot of different things. So, um, but you can add those things on. What we want first is we want that, that first viable concept. We want you making money and getting confident in what you do first. And then you can start adding things onto it. That's awesome. But let's pick one thing that you've, you know, you've gone down the Google rabbit hole on till two or three in the morning because you had to figure it out. And then now you sit in a place of knowing it and, and you know it for yourself. And so when you know it for yourself, you also know it for all of the probably thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that search on Google every doggone day to try to figure out that same solution, because here's the here's the truth. And then I'm going to stop talking for a second. Here is what happens. And I it makes me like mad. OK, but here's what happens. People that are doing those Google searches. So for me, in the beginning, it was how do you build how do you build a business from home um that's the worst google search you could go down by the way um there's a bunch of dude bros on the front of rented ferraris is all i'm telling you and you don't actually <laughs> learn anything but um that whenever people are searching that thing that you were searching before you don't know so they're going to come upon something that looks like an answer to them and then they're going to try it out and here's the thing is you don't know if that thing works for at least two to four months. And so then they try it out for two to four months and then they'll realize that that thing doesn't work likely. And then they're going to go back to the Google search and they're going to try something else out two to four months. Did it work or not? Probably not going back two to four months. Here's the deal is you can cut a learning curve of years down to nothing whenever you are able to fully show up in front of the person that you're supposed to show up in front of so you can stop their search and you can actually help them out you are their answer and that's the thing is you have to own the fact that you are their answer and then move with that confidence honestly okay i'm done for a bit there's a quote and i can't remember who said it but it goes something along the lines of um we think of ourselves well only in rare moments okay and yeah. so as you're speaking i'm like I'm, I'm trying really hard to figure out what am i an expert in now i know 
I know there's so much stuff that I've figured out in books I've read and things I've crashed and burned in and, you know, succeeded in. Yeah. How do people figure that out? Like, cause so in my coaching practice, I think the biggest challenge for people and the biggest challenge for myself is self-image. Mm-hmm. Our self-image holds us back. Like um, Maxwell Malt said, we'll never outperform our own self-image, right? So there's all of us have two views of ourselves. One is the, the one we see in the mirror and one that we believe we truly are. Yes. How do you overcome that one? The, the one that's deep down inside that's silent, that's subconscious. He, he just, you know, you're that's, let me just give you an example. That's the one that's, you know, let's say you're trying to start a uh, home-based business and you know, you have to do some videos and um, you schedule those videos and time comes, you turn your camera on, you do one, it's all jacked up. And you're like, you know what? I should go check the laundry. Mm-hmm. Right. I should check yeah. my emails. Self-sabotage. You, yeah. Self-sabotage. Yeah. But, but it's so logical, right? It makes sense. Well, I do need to go check the laundry and I should probably check my emails. <laughs> How, what's your, what's your advice for that? What do you tell people that self-sabotage? Yeah. Um, first of all, don't think that it'll ever stop happening. It'll always happen. It doesn't, I still have it. I had it this morning. It's, I, it's, we always, I think the scariest thing is for people to believe that it'll ever go away because it'll catch you when you, when you least expect it. And, and then you'll be like, oh my gosh, no, I am a mess. No, I am like a, you know, and there's all of these, all of these things. And if you're not careful and you believe it, then uh, there you go down your own detrimental rabbit hole. Right. But uh, uh, something that I do for myself is whenever people message and, and as you start showing up in the world like this, people will start messaging you and telling you what you have meant to them. And what I do is I save all of those, uh, not because I'm a narcissist. Um, I save them because I have those moments and they're for a rainy day. And I have a folder on my computer full of messages that remind me of who I am and who I'm here for and that I am effective. And, uh, and so any sort of like, you know, sort of lies or whatever that are happening in the back of my mind can be pushed aside for that moment. And I can realize like, no, this, I, I, this is, this is real. This is what I'm doing. Um, and before you have those, because you might be like, well, that's nice, Martha, you have a lot of messages. Well, I don't have any. And so what do I do? Right. Um, before you get those messages, what I would do is I would just talk to, um, close family, close friends that support you, you know the difference, okay? Um, the ones that support you, reach out to them and say, uh, do you think that I'm going to be good at this? Do you think I can do this? Why do you think I'm great at this? And you may feel weird to ask those questions because you're saying like, why do you think I'm great at this? Or why do you think I'm gonna be great at this? But you need that answer. You need to hear somebody say to you. So for for me, when I quit my job at GoDaddy, that, I mean, come on, I didn't have anything. I didn't have an audience. I didn't have anything. And I quit my job out of nowhere. And when I went home, I, I knew I was gonna start an SEO agency and blah, blah, blah. 
But whenever I went home to tell Mike about it, Mike is like the guy that holds the string to my balloon, right? He's the guy, he's grounded. And I'm like, well, let's do some stuff, right? And, um, but he's, he's that solid guy for me. I thought all the way home, I thought I was going to be arguing with him. So I was planning out an argument because <laughs> I was like, if he says this, I'm going to say this. And then if he says this, I'm going to say this. Like, that's just, I think we all kind of do that. And so when I got home, I was all prepared for that. I told him I was going to quit my job. And these are the words he said to me. He said, if you don't do this, you're not only doing yourself, but everybody around you a disservice. And I was like, who is this? Like, who is this? This guy should be hyperventilating. We have an expensive house. How am I going to pay the bills? How are we going to get insurance? We have a baby. All of the different things that he should be saying. Instead, he said the other. And so um, I'm just going to also seed this other little thing because I just I'm, I'm a talker. Sorry. But I, I also want to seed this other little thing and make sure that if you don't feel like, like for those of you watching or listening right now, if you don't feel like you have somebody that can speak that kind of life over you, if you don't feel like you have that, look for that. And I would venture to say, look for it in communities and most certainly Eric's community, like go in there because that's where people are able to um, lean on each other. And we are as driven people we're very good at helping each other out because we all know what those feelings feel like. We know when imposter syndrome hits. We know what, and the, the cool thing is, is imposter syndrome usually hits right before you're about to do something really extraordinary because it's your body's reaction. It's your body's reaction to an up-leveling. It's like an internal reaction to an up-leveling where your body's like, oh, shoot, you got to stay here. <laughs> what are you doing, right? And then imposter syndrome. We have a big up-leveling that's about to happen, which is why I experienced it this morning. I can call it now because I've been through it so many doggone times. Did I answer your question? <laughs> yeah, no, it's called the terror okay. barrier, what you're talking about. It's uh, mm. that's that moment where it's you get that panic attack and it's everything's like, oh, my God, all the thoughts come in. But what um, one of the things that I teach people is you got to you got to look at it like a courtroom. What's really cool, what I what I realize about people who have been into personal growth, who have achieved some kind of a level of success, their level of awareness is a little bit higher than those who who haven't. And that level of awareness is the key to be able to pause and not just randomly accept everything that all the thoughts that are coming in. Shameless plug. We created a shirt that says, don't believe everything you think. You can get it. that. You can get that on shopthegoldguide.com. But I, that's one of my favorite quotes because what happens um, with people who have experienced failure, have gone through there, have grown personally and professionally. I look at it as a courtroom. And so what you, when, when you say, I got all these messages, what that means is you have evidence. Yeah. Because otherwise, the, the other side will prove evidence to you why it won't work. And if you don't have evidence why it will, that side will win. And so the one thing I will add is that if you don't have somebody to speak that life into you, I'm really grateful for the shout out to the group. Here's an exercise you can do. You can 
create like a timeline, just, just take a piece of paper and on one side, put zero, draw a line, put a hundred. Let's pretend that's your life. Somewhere in the middle, you put 50. Now, if you're like me, you're just before 50. If you're maybe a little bit older, you're a little bit older, put a circle of where you are on that timeline. Now go back and write down everything that you've accomplished that you're super proud of. That could be riding a bike, learning how to swim, graduating from school, graduating from college. Just write all those things out and then write, why are you proud of that? What, what did it take for you to accomplish that thing that was challenging at some point? And you'll create your own list. And that list is so freaking important because you're going to need it. You're going to have days where you just feel like everything's going wrong. Nobody likes you. Why in the hell are you doing this? You should just go get a job. You got to be able to pause like Viktor Frankl says, right? Between stimulus and response, there's a pause. Take a step back and say, what's my truth? My truth is that I can overcome. My truth is that I did do this and did do that and did do that. And eventually you start believing the truth and not the lie. I love it. That's good. That's good. Um, Martha, what are some ways people can make money from home? Oh my gosh. If you, okay. So many ways. That's an unfair question. I'm like, hey, Martha, you know, here's an open door. What do you want to talk about? Right? I know. (laughs) That was the worst question. By the way, in, a, in in my two plus years of podcasting, that was the worst question I ever asked. Oh, stop. My apologies on that. Let's do this. I'm going to, by the way, this book looks small. But <laughs> it is freaking dense. It's so dense. Um, but in here, you got, let's see, affiliate marketing, build an ongoing stream, network marketing, find your niche um creating communities all of these ways the three pillars of a home-based revolution i mean there's all these ways you can make money from from home so knowing what you know now if you lost everything you have to start all over again yeah god forbid first of all you'll be just fine yeah but where would you start i would start with creating a community and uh, and starting to deliver things to that community that I believe that they uh, that they needed. So things that I believe they need, and then what they're going to do in response is they're going to show me whether they do actually need that or not. This is where you don't take personally that people don't respond to a post in a group. No, that's great. That's a learning experience. You know that they don't care. <laughs> so what? You, and sometimes the thing that they don't care about is only the way it was worded. It just wasn't worded in the way that they needed to hear it, right? And so there's just so many things to learn whenever you have people in a, and it's, it sounds weird to say, but when you have people in a container like a group, then you're able to like learn so many things. And uh, the, the very first way that I think anybody should monetize is via affiliate marketing, period. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the easiest. Um, but it also helps you define your brand as you go. So uh, in affiliate marketing, if you're unfamiliar with affiliate marketing, it's essentially just you have a link for, so say say there's a, I have, what is this, an iPad? Um, and I really like this iPad and whatever. And so I, uh, I have a link for it and it's just something that I use. And so I just, I share, you know, what I just created on my iPad and I really love it. By the way, here's where I grabbed it, link. 
And that is where, and people see them all the time. You see them on the stinking, the recipe, you know, when you're going to look up recipes online and you're like, oh my gosh, there are so many ads in my face and they're like rendering all over the screen. Don't do that. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of uh, affiliate marketing all the way, but don't do that. Like, please stop doing that. Um, The longer it takes a a page to render, the more often people are clicking off of it and going somewhere else. So don't do that. Just do it in text. But um, so an affiliate link is just where you share the link itself. And you say, here, oh, by the way, here's where I grabbed it. They click on that, they buy it, you get a cut of that purchase. And the cool thing is, is that those people aren't spending more because they're buying it from your link. The company is making less (laughs) and we'll go ahead and take that. When it comes to Apple and Amazon and all of those, you know, come on, like I'll I'll go ahead and take my cut, you know? And so uh, they just pay us to get their name out there more, right? And so that's really at the at the core of everything, that's what affiliate marketing is. And there's, you know, good ways to do it, and bad ways to do it and all, just like anything. But um, Can affiliate you give me marketing- one, Like one what? good and one bad way to do it? <laughs> there's many bad, but yeah, there's good. So a good way to do it is exactly like, what I what I just said, but but would be more of like a tutorial, like a short tutorial, like, okay, so um, I just I use this app today on my iPad and it, it allowed me to do X, Y and Z, something that makes sense to my audience. Right. So I was able to. So about homeschooling, I was able to do a to do list for Nora that she's able to check off on her own. So cool. Here's where I grabbed the iPad, um, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's an afterthought. Um, the wrong way to do <laughs> affiliate marketing. It's so gross, man. Um, the wrong way to do it is to, to literally put a picture, like a stock image, you know? So when I say a stock image, an image from the actual, like from Apple themselves, well, here's, here's an iPad, grab this iPad link. What? Um, there, there's no context. There's no narrative. It is not connected to you in any way. You now look like and are treating your audience as though they're numbers and they will react in like, which means they will leave and they don't because we don't none of us want to be treated like that. And we don't come on social media to buy an iPad from somebody. You know what I'm saying? But if you read a story and you see how it applies to you, you could be like, oh, let me check that out. It's different. I love that. Okay, so there's a so you would start off with affiliate marketing, and the 100%. community the community that you would build would be what? Once again, people who wants to start a business from home, or would you do something different doing it all over? Oh, doing it all over. Um, yeah. I would still do home based business because it's my it's my thing. Um, I would I would niche in as much as possible because the more broad we are with subjects. So I, I support families, right? If I were to start it all the way over again, which um, I'm not starting it over again, but I am focusing in a little bit more now these days uh, is um, well, multi-passionate families, right? So the, the people that kind of like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So I would probably start over just even niched more into that. Um, and how do you get them to, to know you exist? So you're starting over. There's a bunch of these families. What would you do to, to get their attention? Yeah. So uh, first of all, on your own social media, you're going to be doing uh, your, you know, your normal, your content to be able to show them who you are, that sort of thing. I strongly believe that everybody should have a blog. Um, 
The reason for that is is because that has a long game to it. Social media is like, uh, you know, you'll see my post for today, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. Um, but the blog is like if they're searching something that it, that they need. So it, again, let's full circle. Let's take it back to that original search of yours. If they're searching that, they should be able to pull you up on your website, you know what I'm saying? So you should be blogging and talking about those things that you were searching before, if that makes sense. Um, that's and actually the, the freebie. Resides, the blog resides on your website. Yeah. Okay, and um, that's it, do you share it out? Do you You, you do. Find it? You, so that's, now we're getting into like content repurposing. Um, so whenever you have it on your website, then, well, the sharing out, as long as it's over 300 words, Google naturally crawls it anyway. That's the term. They have spiders that crawl it. Um, and they'll know that it exists if it's over 300 words. You have to make sure that it's over 300 words. Um, that, sorry, Mark. Does that apply? Like if your website isn't like Go High Level or Wix or, you know, if it's a landing page on ClickFunnels, like it applies to all of those? It applies to all of them, except uh, WordPress is actually the best organized. So their file structure, we're gonna get a little nerdy here. Their file structure, Google really loves their file structure. And it's very easy for Google to figure out what the site is about based on how the, the core files are organized. That's why WordPress sites, and I mean WordPress.org, not WordPress.com, which there's two. So why, I mean, how confusing does it really need to be? But it's the, you know, where you would go to GoDaddy, get a hosting plan, a managed WordPress hosting plan or whatever, right? That's that's the one that I'm referring to, not the one that you have to call a different name and whatever. But um, but yeah, that's, that is SEO or search engine optimization gold is WordPress. You know, before this interview, if, if somebody was like, hey, describe Martha to you, to me, I would say, oh, my God, she's like super cool, like 60 percent cool, 40 percent nerd. I'm like, all right, she's 60 percent cool, 80 percent nerd. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> like that. Know, but okay. when you get under the hood, it's real like that. Yeah. <laughs> you went dot com and dot org on me. I'm like, oh, they're a nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even nonprofit. No. Yeah. I got just it. Just different. Got it. Just making fun. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, so have a blog, and you were talking about repurposing. Oh yeah, yeah. So whenever you, so say, say I have a blog that I wrote on, I don't know, time management or something like that, right? Uh, and there's like a quote that I loved from it, or that I, you know, I'm like, well, that was real good. Uh, then what you do? So when you see those quote cards, you know, like you see a a, a graphic, a square graphic that has a quote on it. Um, you could put and and the the best quote card the best uh, repurpose of a blog is to use a statistic. So if you've got a statistic that's in that blog, always try to put at least one statistic in every blog, um, and then that statistic can go on a quote card, and it can even say a "Did you know?" Those are like the most popular posts. Those are the ones that get the most engagement, also the most shares. The most shares is really all we care about because we want to exponentially hit um, many, many people, right? And so say, did you know at the top statistic, 
And then um, in the in the caption, uh, here's here's the full article. And then you even want to drop another nugget before they go, because even though that psychologically is enough of a trigger for somebody that wants to know more about that stat and why it's so, even though that is a, a really like a, a, a good response mechanism, what makes it even better is adding sort of like the question mark. So what you would say is, is in the, um, in the caption, okay, here's where you're going to find out more about this. And, and if you make them listicles, which means that it's, you know, seven ways to X, Y, and Z say number six, knocked my socks off. They're going to your blog. They just want to know what knocked your socks off. They don't even care who you are. They may not even know who you are, but they need to know what knocked your socks off. It's a, it's, this is, is our brain. This is how our brains work. And so, um, that's, that's, uh, that's a short version of content repurposing. Oh my gosh. Wow. You know, so, all right. 90% nerd. <laughs> Let's see if we can get the 120 nerd. Um, but you're still staying at, at least 60% cool. I gotta be somewhat cool still. That's why I can't, I can't do this too much. Or people would be like, I just don't even know how to listen to her. So nah, you are pretty cool. And by the way, um, you got a gift for, for our listeners, right? Because I'm yeah. sure some, one of the biggest challenges for people is what do I, like, what do I even post? How, what do I create? What videos? Like, I mean, people just don't know. Yeah. And so talk a little bit about what you created and what you're gifting to us. Yeah. Well, that was exactly the thing. So I have, you know, thousands of students, right? And so I pay attention to where, where are the paralysis points? Where are people getting stuck? And then I, I create solutions for those stuck spaces. That's kind of just, I'm constantly putting my finger in the dam of different <laughs> situations. And uh, this one is a big one. And uh, people don't know what to create content about. And then they don't know how to create the content, like what to actually create. So even when you know somebody wants to know about X, Y, and Z, you would still be like, yeah, but what do you say? You know, like, it's almost like we forget how to talk. <laughs> um, even though we're, you know, we've been through the things and we know what we're talking about. And if somebody were to ask us out in, out in the wild, about something, I would be able to talk about it just fine. You get in front of a blank screen and all of a sudden you're like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like I just, it's a bizarre situation. But anyway, finger in the dam, uh, the, it's called 90 days of content in 90 minutes. And basically I completely train you guys on how to discover what your people remember back here, what they're searching for. I show you literally, <laughs> literally what they're searching for today, right? Because your search back then may have been one thing, but what are they looking for today, right now? Like those same people, what are they looking for? What are they calling it? How are they wording it? What is their stream of consciousness about it? That's, I show you literally what they're searching for. And then whenever you create, and then I show you how to create the content, which is the easiest part actually. Um, but whenever you create the content about it, then Google's going to reward you because Google's going to be like, you answered a question that people have been asking. You're going to be like, awesome. And that's how you, you know, is this how you do this content thing? Is this a course? Like what, 
It's a video, like a 90 minute video training. I walk you all the way through it. Screen You're shares. It for free. Yeah. Yeah. Completely free. All right. Well, let me share with you guys where, where to go. We had this bright idea to create almost like a treasure chest. I'm calling it the arsenal. Relentless Goal Achievers Arsenal. There's going to be a link posted below where not only will you be able to download Martha's training, but I got some really cool tools. I got other guests who have left some really cool gifts for you. So be sure to get over there and download that training. Martha, I'm so grateful for you for doing that. That's amazing. Of course. Thank of course. You. you truly do have a servant's heart. Oh, thank you. That's that's what this life is all about. My you know, I could talk to you forever and I just realized we're literally an hour in and I oh know my gosh. your time is super valuable. What's the, is there a question that you were hoping I asked you that I did not ask? Well, I'll just say something. Please. Um, I'll just say my goal for everybody watching this is for you to truly understand that you do have inherent value and that you really can do this same thing that we've done here. I am no different than you. Um, I have just geeked out on a lot of stuff. I have done a lot of Google searches and that that is all, right? Um, but you also are able to do this. And it is my fervent prayer that all of us in the world that are that are the driven that are the ones that that have have come in to make massive change that we all believe in ourselves and have the confidence to be able to step out and do the things that that we're called to do because on the other side of that is a vision of life that you have never that you just you can't even see it right now and so i just want if you're feeling driven at all if you feel like you are not this person like that's not enough for you then my prayer is that you that you get quiet and you really do you know the exercises to figure out what your what your expertise is in and start moving in that direction and serving in that space using affiliate marketing starting to build your brand and do the darn thing so that's that's it Martha, as a leader, and you lead a company, you're a mother, I don't know how many compliments you get a day. So let me, <laughs> let me just honor you really quick. Oh. Um, from the bottom of my heart, by the way, because I see your heart, and I see that there are people who are reservoirs, and there are people who are rivers. And rivers give. And you came and you freaking gave today. Like, and every <laughs> single time I see you, you give. You're such a giver. I absolutely love being around you. I love having you in my circle. I love knowing you. I'm super grateful for Barb. And I'm so grateful that I got to introduce you to my tribe. And I hope you guys, if you're listening, you see it, you feel the passion. This isn't, this isn't from textbook. This is from real life. Martha quit her job, high paying job because the passion to never ever miss another big event in her little baby's life drove it. And because of that passion, she created a multi, multi, multi-million dollar, multiple businesses and helped others do the same. If you had to guess how many people, how many millionaires did you help make? Oh, wow. I was, I mean, over a hundred at this point, over a hundred, probably in the hundreds. Over? Uh -huh. 
hundreds of millionaires. Follow this lady. She's got courses for like 200 bucks. Yeah. By the way, where can people go to find more about your stuff? Yeah. So I have my withmartha.com and then there's also findmartha.com that's got like freebies and stuff like that on it. I don't even want to say goodbye to you because uh, you've raised my energy levels. That's what you do. <laughs> Martha, thank you so much for being here. Guys, thank you for listening and uh, tune in on the next episode. See you, everybody.